married. Drunk Board Married, Episode 7, Take 2. We deleted to Take 1. It was terrible. It was terrible. A lot of, a lot of burbling. Burbling, blah, 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 Episode 7, Lucky Episode. Lucky. The episode where we discuss movies that we enjoyed in our disillusioned youth, but now we don't like it for whatever reason. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. Do you want me to go first? If you'd like. Sure. The movie I've selected that I used to actually enjoy as a kid, as a younger person, and then... Then I had uh, women's studies in college. Did you guys talk about this in women's women's studies? <laughs> yes, I believe okay. we did. It just made me angry because I it was like I hadn't seen the movie in years, and I just kind of woke up and like, oh fuck, that movie should be called Stockholm Syndrome instead of Overboard. So yes, I'm talking about the Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn movie, Overboard, and how terrible it is textbook example of Stockholm Syndrome and it's filled with vile abuse and manipulation and lying and should, should you start there should no. you start about oh, how you liked yes. the movie when you were young okay when I was young I thought oh it's a movie about love love <laughs> I was so happy that the laborer the lady well, it appeals to a lot of things that happen that are popular from 80s films. Especially in our you culture. Have a, yeah, yeah. You have a, are... a rich, snotty person, <laughs> and you have a hard-working, down-to-earth guy who is able to... Is he to... hard-working? Because I'm not convinced of that. He goes away for a few hours every day, but I'm not convinced that he actually does a whole lot. I, I won't disagree with you, but, <laughs> but those of us who are like him, those people who are like him, can't say that that's me because I'm not very handy... Or hardworking, but uh, oh, I don't don't say that about yourself at all. You work far harder than but, most people I know. But 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 farther, far harder. But the story is still like the the rudiments of the story are the same. Here is the whole idea of the 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 working person getting one over on the rich snobby person. Okay, so seeing it from that perspective, sure. However, the way it go they go about it is absolute. <laughs> Horse shit. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. Oh, this poor lady has a head injury. Let, oh, okay, so Let's yeah, not take her to the doctor. Well, she comes from the doctor. She, she, oh, does they, she? Yeah. I remember. They pick her, he picks her up at the doctor. And he's like, yeah, you can come with me. I'll use you up. Well, what would, okay, a, what would a doctor let, start, get, let anyone go who has a head injury? She has amnesia, so... The, once again, you don't let that person go. <laughs> well, anyways... <laughs> you have amnesia. Go on out. You're good. I hate this <laughs> No movie. wheelchair necessary. I hate this movie. So... <laughs> but I, I want to hear more about how you liked it so we can okay. compare and contrast. I thought it was really nice. They were a poor family. Um... <laughs> They were kind of just crazy and unruly and unpredictable. The kids were anyways. And I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoyed how much fun the kids seemed to have and how much they seemed to love each other. And I was sad that they had lost their mom. But mm-hmm. this is not the well, way to find a new one. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Oh. But you can definitely see it's okay. kind of like a little like little wrong calm or something like that. Like No. Uh, I could. Some kind of, some Back kind in of the day. Silly goofiness that goes along. Somebody falls in love with someone else. But that's not what happens here. 
She does not fall in love with him. She does not see the other side. You know, that's what they want you to think. But no, this is about vengeance. And okay. So he comes there to fix her fucking closet. Does a great job. And then, though, like the conversation they have, she should have probably paid him the $600 back in that, you know, the 80s when this movie was released. That was a lot more than. Six hundred dollars is a lot, plus the couple of days of labor. So, like that in the movie, though, she's she and her husband are saying offensive things, and Kurt Russell hears them, right? Like saying he's probably not toilet trained. Like literally, they have no clue if his kind, whose cars, you know. And I I hate that kind of arrogance and, and being portrayed by rich people. There are a lot of wealthy people who are not like that, you know. And just because someone is is maybe a poorer laborer um, does not make them, you know, basically an animal. Not at all. So don't like those stereotypes and tropes. Characters are typically more complex, or should be. But they don't really, like, delve into that. They're just getting you to the point that she should have paid him. But as they're having a conversation about that, he is standing over her, physically intimidating her, like, with his presence. I was really uncomfortable watching that part because he's, like, standing over her, and she feels threatened. So what does she do? She does actually push him off overboard. And before, I was like, why would she be so mean? But now I see she was intimidated. You know, it wasn't fair. He was standing over her. She pushes him overboard. She shouldn't have thrown his tools over there. That's part of his livelihood, but... You know, when you're fucking pissed at somebody, you don't give a shit. And she felt threatened, so... It was definitely... It is based off of having a couple of stereotypes, yeah. right, mashed up against one another. And then those stereotypes coming to some kind of relatable right, but, Okay, but ending. just because she, yeah. she insulted him, she and her husband insulted him, and didn't pay him for his work, he decides he is going to make her repay him when... Uh, the opportunity arises um, by making her come to his house, raise his kids, clean his home. You know, he oh, he lies to her about who she is, makes up this story, so she starts to kind of care about the kids um, because she's not and a total, him. Yeah, because she's not a total shit person. You know, she starts caring about the kids, taking care of them, and... I don't know. And I feel like the, the for, for the writer, they Just felt like... Just fuck all that. Just fuck all that in this movie. The, the writer probably felt like they were making some kind of political statement about how... Uh, or or a, a cultural statement saying that, you know, a lot of these people oh, who are douches here are rich or probably would really be good people if you would people. take them out of that type of scenario. Okay. It's the type of environment that these people okay, are Okay, so let's give... Let's, let's, let's do that. Let's take a rich person... Out of that environment and put them in a poorer environment. How do you do that? Let's give her amnesia and make her work <laughs> off the six hundred fucking dollars you know, that she owes him. That's genius. Let's start making no. a film right now. Oh, fuck that movie. <laughs> Sold. Fuck that movie. Sold. Fuck the fashion in this Sold. movie. Sold. The fashion. Uh, and then like <laughs> after, what? What kind of segue is that? Before she falls overboard, <laughs> like. After this altercation happens on the yacht and he gets pushed overboard, he's talking with like one of his rando friends and you immediately see his sensitive is side. It, isn't his rando friend right. from like Cheers or something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But 
He has big dreams. He just needs a good woman to change him, right? Uh, and, to, and make him more successful. He also needs Encourage him to take risks to, uh, and work hard to be able to... Oh, God. <laughs> what? Don't give me that look. No, Let's just, that story in. <laughs> no, you're trying to make like excuses for why this shit movie... No, I'm trying to have a discussion about it oh. instead of you just flat out dogging it. I'd rather just talk <laughs> about it and find some comedy in it, right? And find <laughs> the good points and bad points about it instead of you just there dogging good it. points? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. For for one thing, well, his big dream is to make an interesting putt putt course. Minnesota. That's interesting, right? That's different. How well, often do you see that? Dream as... big, Kurt Russell. <laughs> dream big. You just need a good woman, you know. Yeah, his kids are also needing some feminine magic to turn them from little assholes, little shits, little shits, little shits. and like at the beginning, even when. Mona Brazil face the mom is talking to Goldie Hawn even a conversation you know oh maybe I'm premenstrual uh, it, it just it gave me cramps listening to them talk and the men in this movie they lie to the women they cheat on the women they manipulate women and what have the women done oh they're rich and they're rude that's it that's it and Herman Vampire King monster <laughs> Isn't, he he isn't, lies to the mom, Mona. Isn't she good though? Whenever, like she's with Kurt Russell, right? Like that's the premise, really, is that that's when you Stockholm take this Syndrome. rich, when you take this rich person out of their rich person environment and put them in like a a, a commoner environment, then she's a good person, right? Commoner no. is just the term. I'm she's trying not to a good here. person because she does a lot of things that you know she doesn't know how to. To cope with the situation of mm-hmm. raising someone else's kids. Well, that all fits into kids. the learning curve. He, thing, he tells right? her those are her kids. So what are you going to do? You're going to try and bond with them. Mm-hmm. You're going to try and open up a part of yourself that maybe if you chose not to have kids or whatever her life was before then, he, he lies to her and manipulates her the entire way. You know, nothing about any of that. It is, I mean, and why? Oh, amnesia. He should not ever, like, yeah, I, I can't even with this movie. Right, so let's talk about okay. movie. I'm going to change no. my movie, mid-movie. So, mid-movie? Mid-movie. <laughs> let's talk about this movie I love called Stardust. I love this movie. Neil Gaiman wrote the story. Charles vested the art for the original graphic novel. I love that movie so much. Charlie Cox is in it. <gasps> Claire Danes. It's so good. It's a nice, they, they go on about- a unicorn in it. They go on about how what's his, what's his name did not like go over well, but I think he's a lot of fun. Robert uh, De Niro. Robert De Niro, yes. I like him as Captain Shakespeare. I think he's fun. I, ha- I, I really had do. no problem with the movie at all, except for, uh, and I love Ricky Gervais a little bit. <laughs> I love him in certain things I've seen him in, but he was just annoying in the, in this movie. Um, that's the only negative thing that I can say about it. I just enjoyed it overall. Uh, I like that one sword. Like the, the, the wide tip. The, the, what's his name? Ah, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool looking. Charlie Cox. I don't know. Trist, Tristan Thorne. In the books it's <laughs> yeah. Tristran. Uh, and he Probably has an elf ear and is really say. great at direction. Does he? Yeah. What is an elf ear? Is a it pointy? Pointy tipped ear. So, so yeah. it's half Spock. Half, half he's half person from the wall realm of uh, wall right half person from the human realm so it's much more like fae in comparison mm-hmm, yeah. to the, the 
living, yeah. living human beings or whatever it's called. Right, hmm. right. Uh, I love Mark Strong's character in it as uh, Septimus, the evil Septimus. And one really interesting thing is like all the the clothing has numbers in its stitching kind of hidden like he's got sevens on his buttons <coughs> and, um, just some really interesting things about that movie that I love so much and, and Primus and Septimus and Tert- Tertius and you get to see all the ghosts hanging mm-hmm. around waiting for their brother to at die at the very end when they the all the brothers have died and Tristan becomes the um, new king of Stormhold and you see the the ghosts kind of turn into little uh, little lights and six of them go upwards and, and are brilliant white lights and Septimus's light turns red and his travels downward <laughs> I love that I love that so much I, I, I don't know if all of them deserve to go up even still <laughs> right the, no the one brother with the blue blood right whenever all of them have blue blood because they're royalty but the, you don't see it in them, the others no, right but yeah, this one's the it. one who gets his throat slit and gets to see yeah. his blood is blue <laughs> which is a fun little, fun little gag. nod to royalty a, a lot of little gags thing. in that I think yeah. Max von Sydow is very cool in it as the the dad that dies and sends the jewel up to uh, uh, to this guy and, and, and the innkeeper who's actually a goat. Yeah, Arthur Weasley. Can't recall that gentleman's <laughs> name. He gets in a fight. <laughs> he gets in a fight with a unicorn. Headbutts him and gets he jumps out. up on top of the counter from like the <laughs> flat footed. Like, and his name is is very uniquely named Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and Bernard with his beautiful breasts. Oh, what's your name? Bernard. <laughs> He's a woman at that point. Yeah. You kind of got to see what's happening there. Because that person's the, the, just the really helpful, turning. too. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I don't oh, know how I'm he doesn't sorry, end up man. dying. It you're seems not like going to be able to pull that with, your, with this little goat. Oh, you're right. Motherfucker, I'm going to turn you into one. And then... It seems like he, he had plenty of opportunities <laughs> to die in that film. And didn't right. Yeah. A, a lot of people he ran into were the kind of people who'd be like, "I'll just kill you." Yeah, I'll just kill you. He was dead. You stumbled through it quite ele- elegantly. <laughs> Blum- stumbled blundered through, through it. Blundered through elegantly. <laughs> so, what's your movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to respond right now because you could name your movie. There's a lot of lot of lot of gear oh. shifting going on. A lot of gear shifting. We're talking about one movie that you can't talk about, so can't you're like, let's it. just. I'm just going to talk about a Happy Place movie. Happy Place. Yep, yep. That's is this going to be your com- Happy Place movie from here on? That, like, that is my comfort movie. Like when I'm sick, <laughs> when I'm not feeling well, something like that. So when the, I'm down, that's going to be the rule for Kelly. One of the that, movies I put on as we address a film that she's not so happy let's with. Talk about gonna, Stardust. <laughs> I love fucking Stardust, and it's it. It was kind of not a. I guess a box office flop. I don't want to. I don't think it's that. successful now. I don't think it's popular at all. That's, I don't think it's good on Rotten Tomatoes bullshit. and all kinds of stuff. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not. Oh. Well, let's check the internet. See what oh. it says. Do do do. Oh, it says it's wonderful. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> Does it? Does it now? It says it's wonderful. Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing about I, I like that, they, that I, I really dislike. That they ride around in a boat that flies in the sky and catches lightning. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, tired tonight. Didn't sleep well last night because Bowie is teething. And I've effed up my knees. Trying to do couch to 5K, did six days. And now I'm on my seventh day of recovery and I'm still unable to walk. It's currently at a 76, 86% audience. So much better than I thought. That's great. No, that's a great movie. It flopped in the box office, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it failed. You know, oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there that yeah. it's, I've it's been almost a, ten years old. Wow, that's it I, is. I, I well, in theaters yeah. August 10th, so in August, yeah, I guess. Hmm. In August will be ten years. That time just flies. Yeah, right. But I love everything about that movie. Just about. Hmm. Okay. I, I like whenever <laughs> the the one which uh, can't see. Uh, the the star because she was cursed to not see uh, the star. Oh uh, yeah, Ditchwater South. <laughs> Isn't that a great name? It really is. <laughs> we missed an opportunity with <laughs> Mia and Lily. Ditchwater South. Is it too late to change it? Yes, I think it is. Yes, yes, too late. Okay, that's unfortunate. It's, it's to be expected though from Neil Gaiman to get such an interesting name. We should do like a comic episode where we just talk about comic books. Or I something. love that. Yeah, instead of movies, but we're not bound I by. I want to do Punch and Judy, like the, Punch and Judy, the really, huh? The Punch and Judy. I have not read wrote. those in a long time. I can't remember what it was called. Hmm. That's it. Oh, so, that's so, a, like a brain fart. I'd like to say that's a pretty decent segue into my movie. Movie I did not like when I was younger. I did like when I was younger, but do not like now. It was a comic book movie. And Neil Gaiman is kind of appropriate to talk oh, about. Oh, um, Spawn. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I didn't like Spawn the then. I don't like it now. Of, uh, <laughs> Angel or Angela in it? Yeah. Spawn? Okay. Well, so anyway. Angela is a character in it. Neil I used Gaiman to read the comic. Her. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm going to sound a little more sure that, of it than I am now. Uh, yeah, yeah does that, good, no, did that sentence make sense? I, I, I'm going to pretend to be more. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that all of, all that. of our listeners, none, like all of our listeners, none of them are none of them are big fans of Spawn or see. very knowledgeable about Spawn. And I, I, I challenge them theaters. in comments to say to me, "No, you're wrong." I saw it in theaters as well, and it was awful. With an X, and awful. we were like ten or fifteen minutes awful. late to the movie and set up front, <sighs> first row. Which I can't do because did he, did, when you went with like Shannon and a whole bunch of other people no, there at the same time, no, okay, I went with a them. bunch of friends. No. And when the movie was over, we all got out and everyone's like, "It's wonderful." And me and one other guy went, "You guys are crazy. Did you guys see the same movie as us? It was horrible. Yeah, it was pretty and stupid. It was garbage." Although I like the name of the one of the villains in it, Mal Bolger. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but that's like straight uh, comic and stuff. Okay, and I didn't read or something like that. I didn't read the comic. Yeah, I, I, I just I read, read like about the comic. I read way more of the comic than I should because it's not very good either. <laughs> like like all that image <laughs> stuff from the nineties. Who wrote it? Todd McFarlane. Yeah, okay. yeah. You think he make more money off of toys than anything else? Okay. Right, so I feel like I'm spitting venom over that. <laughs> You're spitting uh-huh, venom, venom over. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think you see an echo with Spawn and Venom. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sorry. he did Spider-Man before that, and that led to Spawn. Spawn's not before. Influence. That wasn't before Spawn. Oh, you yeah. mean the comics? He wrote, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking the movie. Oh. The Tobey Maguire movie. So, yeah. anyway, sorry. So, my movie is this a comic book movie. 
it is an older comic book movie. Hmm. Probably one of the more successful comic book movies from back in the day. Of course, not Batman. We've talked about Batman before. <coughs> so, do you have another guess? From and I said Neil Gaiman is an appropriate person to talk about when we're talking about it, but it's not a Neil Gaiman piece. Oh, it's not something he would have written either. I think I'm fixated on that and can't like move around oh, it. I get uh, you. I get you. So the guy who wrote it, Swamp uh, Thing. The guy who wrote it, he. That's interesting. Uh, no, not Swamp Thing. That's interesting. I remember liking Swamp Thing a bunch when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in ages. But uh, the guy who wrote it was listening to The Cure almost nonstop whenever he wrote the comic. And whenever the movie got made, was extremely excited about the concept that they did a song for it, even though they only performed the song once after that in, in, in like uh, to an audience. The Crow. Yep, The Crow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I thought you might, whenever we started talking about read James the Cure. Barnes, The Crow, he like. Yeah, I've read that comic so many. Well, read yeah. that comic yeah, so many times. Yeah. I love the movie so much. Yeah, see, I. I it, the I thought that would make an would interesting. I thought that would make an interesting dynamic to our discussion too, because I knew that you at least, to some degree, were still a fan. Yeah. And I, 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 I really. I've watched anymore. it within the last year or two. Have you? Uh, and, and I think I have too, but I still, I think, hold my opinion on. Right, right. I get mm, that. Mm. I, I don't think it's aged well, but I yeah. still love it, <laughs> except for the awkward villain and his half sister or whatever that whole shit is about. Uh, stuff like that just makes me feel like I just want to wash my eyeballs after thinking about it. Uh, thinking about it. <laughs> so, so story-wise, uh, for me, as it goes to experience with The Crow, like, I was introduced to The Crow in high school. From Bobby? No, I think no. it was Alex. But they, they, some friends loaned me the comic, and I read it, and they were like, this is awesome. And I read it, and I was like, this is awesome, because it's about a guy, and he gets <laughs> all pissy. Bad guy. He gets all pissy. Right, he even though he's pissy. dead, he gets all pissy because they they did bad stuff to him. <laughs> yeah, so he kills them all. That's his. That's that is so his that's reasoning. The flame in that's his heart. so is his so reasoning. Pissy. These, pissy. These guys are rude. That yeah, yeah, they were. Oh, mother is the name of God on the lips and hearts of all children. What? <laughs> <laughs> Overhanded, overbearing, oh, oh. fucking bullshit. Yeah, they're so where I'm at with if it. If our kids I can't, think I'm God, then I want to be an angry God. <laughs> and that's one of my problems with the film is that, and the comic book because this isn't just the film; it's yeah. also the comic. The concept of this kind of a story, I'm just not there anymore. Right. Whenever I read this, the nineties are over. Who is there anymore? (laughs) The nineties are over. We can't read the crow anymore. Wake up. (laughs) Go ahead and turn turn in your flannel. Turn in your flannel and your silver lipstick, (laughs) your black nail polish, and your Doc Martin shoes. That could go for males or females. Anything that I've just said. But yeah, the. I was a big fan whenever it was uh, a comic, and then I was super excited whenever it came out as a movie, and I went and watched it as a movie, and I was like, wow, this is wonderful. Yes. And I remember in college going, still saying, this is a great movie, and one day we went and <laughs> well, rented it. You were still it. in the 90s when you were in early college. I was. So. But, but while I was in college, we you rented it. did you bring? Well, the, uh, 90s were a parasite. When I was in college, when I was a freshman, so my first year of college, it was still like 96 or 97, I went and rented it. I went and watched it. And I could not finish it. Really? I was like, this is horrible. This is boring. This is pointless. 
pointless. And I think that's probably surmises how I feel about the crow now. Is that it's really just a pointless piece. And I get what's going on. I really do. And I can see why it's something that you find engaging at different stages in your life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I and it kinda I think it's a good choice for this kind of a discussion. Yeah. Because it is one that I feel is very black and white for me. But I was very involved and then you not like it. Why, why did you like it then and why did you suddenly stop disliking because it? Stop liking it. Because it was badass. That's the best <laughs> way I could probably describe it. It felt powerful. Then. Yeah, and yeah. it felt like he, he was it, doing the right Not thing. only did it involve violence and strengths, right? But yeah. it involved intellect, right? Okay. And it's a missed... He's like, a smart, uh, vengeful Yes, and spirit. like he's well-read, well-experienced. Well mm-hmm. Like he, he brings a lot with his mind over top of just like, like just being strength physically, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I get that. And now that I'm comic, older... And it seems to come through more, though. Probably. It seems to be more cerebral probably. than in the Yeah, the well, it kind of has to be like there's a difference between writing and and, and film oh. as, a, as a medium. You oh. really have to be physically present to be able to, to appropriately handle like something yeah. like a film. So it has to be more physical. Sorry. Tonight's episode brought to you by Box Wine. Box Wine. Box Wine. We don't get fancy. It's such an empty glass. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, that look. <laughs> You're like, my glass is empty too. Yeah. What are you going to give me amnesia and make me think I'm your wife? <laughs> Mother of our three kids. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, would, I would be able to say, hey, go get me wine and you go get it for me. <laughs> I, I don't want that. Like thing. they are. Okay. <laughs> It'll take me ten minutes. Yeah. Well, you do that. You do that for me because you love me that much. I do love you that much. <laughs> I don't want you to go. I'm not going to. All right. <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> what? So stardust. <laughs> <laughs> Happy place. So, so Neil Gaiman. Happy Happy Neil, Neil Gaiman such a great writer. He is. I like his wife too. She's amazing. This is not a bad point, I don't think. That Neil Gaiman is a writer who wrote stuff of a similar vein, you could say at the time. Because Dream and the Sandman stuff was probably something that's popular, was popular at the time, at least it was popular to me. Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, for the same same audience was who it appealed to, right? I read it because I also liked the crowd. It wasn't a typical superhero, but yet it was somebody who had power and intelligence and heartbreak. Yeah. And I think well, heartbreak is well, more all this in stuff. the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. I'm suddenly realizing the 90s. But you're immediately hooking on to the reasons why Neil Gaiman's work is more substantial. Why, well, why it, has, it, very, it sticks to your ribs better is because he's a... He, his he's subjects very, are much more complex well, yeah. and satisfying over a long period of time. And, Wanda and, uh, is one of the first... Uh, Transgender um, characters I've ever Wanda. She's a woman who is in a game of you, Mm -hmm. and she dies in it. Spoiler alert! (laughs) (laughs) The comic's been out since the since the nineties. If you guys haven't read it yet, her parents bury her and put her original or her dead name, dead name her on the grave, Alvin, and so Barbie is visiting uh, Wanda's grave. And she, in her violent lipstick, right, the color that they love and have discussed, she writes Wanda on it because it's 
It's like a fuck you. You don't dead name somebody. She Wanda was a woman, and I think that was one of the first times I ever uh, really understood different um, genders and and not you know I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to mince words. I'm just maybe, not maybe how that's I'm trying some, to form these these ideas. Maybe that's some of the best stuff that you got from those comics of the nineties. Yeah, was those types Pro of stories. Not just that, but talking about fringe stories and bringing them to the forefront. Oh, the right? the game of you is some of the most heartbreaking stuff. Though this girl in the porpentine. Um, I, I, yeah, let's I not get into yeah. We're talking about the crow, but all of that's so solidly. No, it, it, it all connects. Nineties, like yeah. So when, when I so dark and emo, when, and, and when I bring up the crow, like one of the mm-hmm. reasons I bring up the crow is because I was a fan of the comic before I was of the movie, and and that's 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 very yeah. relevant because it, it heavily influences my feelings about the movie mm-hmm. as well. Um, just because it's it's an extension of it. Um, I can't read the like, comic either anymore. I don't believe I haven't uh, in a while. Yeah, and like not the least bit drawn to read it again. Like I, I would read Sandman again oh, or yeah. parts of it, but I, I don't think I would ever want to read The Crow again. At least I, th- I feel like I've gotten everything from it that I need yeah. from it. Uh, also, the concept of someone dying and a, a crow coming to bringing them back for vengeance. not just dying. Yeah. Being murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's different. If yeah. somebody just dying, you're 100% you hardly right. ache for him. This is vengeance. It's this the love story that wasn't finished. And, you know, it's it's finishing well, and finished. The, finished. The, the concept of the, the raven. <laughs> or as Mia would say, you've got to get venge. Venge. You've got to get venge. Do you, does she mean revenge or avenge? But it's, like when she talks about venge. <laughs> it, it sounds like a, a, a very. Most like a an epic or a tale or something like that, like a very classic type yeah. of story. Is that someone like I could see this being uh, someone who's like the son of Zeus or something like that yeah. he died early, and Zeus sends a crow to fetch him back so he oh, can get yeah. vengeance. Uh, so it's not too far off from that, but it goes its own way whenever it comes to the the the, the poetry and stuff like that. And and <laughs> and I, I and I think that I think it's like. Violets are black. Yeah, rose red or violets are black. I would have murdered you. Killed my girlfriend. I would like. I would like that better. Probably. (laughs) I would probably like that better than what they do. (laughs) I wish he was a bad poet. I would be happy. He said some kind of like corny haiku when he murders somebody. I didn't. And he gets inverted, like his uh, syllables wrong. (laughs) Counts wrong. That'd be great. Refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> just die already. <laughs> yeah, I did like the movie, and again, mm. I've watched it. Maybe it was before we moved here, so five, it's probably probably been five years since I watched it again. But I was like, oh, that's not somewhere. Mm. But when I watch things, sometimes it's in the background as I'm doing other things. Sure. So I probably didn't devote like. All my attention to it, especially during the uh, the bad guy with the long hair parts and his sister girlfriend. <laughs> Wasn't he the sheriff of Nottingham at some point? I don't, I don't know. I don't recall. Anyway, the, the only sheriff in Nottingham I can think of. Alan Rickman. Yeah, he's, he's so wonderful. Cut your hair out a spoon. That's the worst movie. But he's so good in it. He is. He's, he's the, the best part by only, far. The only good part in that movie. 
Well, the part when um, uh, Morgan Freeman throws that sword and pins him through the wall, that is pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Morgan Freeman wasn't terrible in that. This it was not. My, my, it was my, not terrible in that. My favorite part of from the Crow comic is whenever he cuts some guy's feet off. And he's like, I can't feel my feet. And he's like, because I cut them off or something like that. He doesn't say that. He says something more poetic. Something cool. Because they're not there, bitch. Did, did you know that the author, whenever he wrote The Crow, James he was O'Wire. writing it to deal with the fact that his wife, that his girlfriend had died in like a drunk driving accident? Yes. Like, oh, I did not know that until a little while ago. And I feel there was somebody, was it, a little jerky for dog Was it the, who wrote the introduction to that? Was it Neil Gaiman? I, I, the I introduction don't know. In, in The Crow? I can't I, recall. I, I don't I know. It might have been in one of the graphic novels. That yeah, that's what too. I had in the graphic and novel. It, it's, been, it's been through several publications at this point. I got it for Christmas point, when know? I was like 14. <laughs> that's the time you get The Crow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so angsty. I'm so edgy and angsty back then. You have no idea. With my Jinko jeans and my Doc Martens and anything from the... Store gadzooks that I could afford. <laughs> gadzooks. My fossil pocket watch. Edgy. <laughs> 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 Do you so, remember yeah. Bobby's like wallet that he wore with that big long dog chain that like Had looped the, around like six times? It was such a long chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, recall it. I remember his tool shirt. Well, no. the one there was, was one like, tool the, shirt. The wrench or whatever that was. Yeah, it was really a penis. Shaped. Yeah, yeah, it was a penis. <laughs> It was it was all holy and falling apart because yes. he wore it so much. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> wow. That takes you back. And, and the, look how deeply we've gone into the nineties talking about this. We movie, always talk about right? Bobby, don't we? We do. We Bobby. Love our Bobby. <laughs> <sighs> well so stardust. <laughs> stardust. For thirty minutes this is a, this is the shortest one ever. Yeah, if we cut it here, I'm sure we can talk about something. Movie, uh, let's talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good buzz going on, but I'm angry at like, I don't know, it's fading. But it, it's the, the anger burning off mad. the buzz. I'm glad that movies today don't really fly over like that. Like that you couldn't get away with having a movie like that now, right? People would be boycotting if yeah, yeah, <laughs> pulling advertisers from it, whatever. And well, I, I'm glad could, that there's that. Voice you couldn't out even there. get away but past presenting it. You would take it to the meeting. You're like, "Here's my idea for a film. Let's do this one with the Stockholm syndrome." And be like, I don't know. I mean, and, and then you're like, and the, by finishing it, and craziness ensues. Crazy. Hilarity. <laughs> but look at the Pepsi commercial. That somehow got by. The people that are supposed to be like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's not offensive. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you and every other mall Santa that looks like you. Maybe they just thought that everybody who's protesting is a dummy. All the protesters are dummies. They don't know no better. thirsty. And thirsty. Thirsty dummies. (laughs) (laughs) No, the cops are thirsty. That's all you got to do is give a cop a a pop that bring peace. You ever seen a rat king dummy? (laughs) You beeper king? <laughs> well, I've got this uh, this machine downstairs. Machine the head better than the rest. <laughs> oh God! I think that might have been on the Crow soundtrack. Can we talk about the Crow soundtrack? Yeah, go ahead. I used to go fall ahead. asleep with my uh, headphones on listening to that. There was some for Love Not Lisa song on there called Slip Slide Melting, yeah. and I just lo- every every song on that song, the album I loved. 
it's probably fair to say that it's one of the reasons for the success of the film. Uh, yes. That and the, all the stuff was uh, randomly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Dying. So that, that's one of the That's not the way I, I would talk I was about a little, I was a little iffy about bringing this up as the one, as the film that I liked and I don't like anymore because I feel almost like... You don't like, want to be disrespectful to him, but that's not... Well, like. I feel like a lot of people would be like, hey, you're crazy, that was Brandon Lee's best performance, blah, blah, blah. Well, it was his last one. Yeah. And I did like... You know, that they, they put into the, place some changes in the way that they handle things in movies where they they do different angles to where you're like your shot is never... Lined up directly on. Yeah, that's yeah. so. It's a fucking shame that somebody had to die that they. I mean to do that, but yeah. at least maybe something good has come of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like it, you know Megan's Law and the Amber Alert system. Two wonderful young children had to lose their lives, and it's the most horrible thing. And you would hope that something positive could possibly come out of the worst situation you can imagine. You know, like they they attribute something like 300 children being saved alive uh, to the Amber Alert system, and um, the current time. In current time, we're we're we're, we're like doing a little time travel here. Uh, oh, nineties? No, no, we're, we're talking whatever we're talking about now is right now, right now 2017. Yeah. Uh, about 300 children have been rely have been saved attributed to. The Amber Alert System, so... But Trump's cutting funding, probably. Well, <laughs> AMFM Radio is the... Um, we, we haven't mentioned Trump or Dogtown, so we... We haven't done any drinking game stuff. I don't think I'm drunk enough to say I love you <laughs> as a filler. Oh, I'm angry, oh, not at you. Oh. Angry overboard. So the, the way to get your love is for me to just feed you booze all the time? Stockholm Syndrome. Me in a, what? Am, am, he's the one booing me. Stockholm Syndrome. I was trying to figure out like a way to say amnesia. That's that amniotic stupor. I've got to give you amnesia from pushing you. <laughs> You're right. I'll never not laugh at that. Inside joke. Um, so Brandon Lee died and it was fucking tragic everybody really liked him back then you know and uh, it was unheard of for somebody that young and at the beginning of a pretty promising career as a dark action hero hmm. to kind of die plus about, look at uh, his dad you know he's kind of the last yeah. of that legacy there Bruce Lee's son you know Bruce Lee Brandon Lee both died young and tragically uh, you know in in Kind of the height or... Heath Ledger in a way. Oh, Right? Yeah. So, like, we're talking about, like, comic book-based movies where... No, that's not the, what we were talking about. <laughs> we're talking about movies we don't like anymore that we used to love. I'm so glad you picked The Crow, though. That's just a really good example of things that don't always hold water. Right. And how we change. How people. we change as people. Because I'm sure someone who's, who's in that angsty, like, teenage, 14-year-old group could could likely watch it right now and go, this is wonderful. But yeah. really, really you know, okay. us, you're keeping your love for it. It's going to be kind of hard uh, unless you're just wanting to hold on to it. Because I've known some people who just didn't want to give up Something that they used to like. Well, that probably that, that is and, why. That and the whole angsty persona. You One know, of the reasons that I used to like. And also wear leather and only black and stuff like that. 
one of the reasons that I used to really love Overboard was because I watched it with my dad growing up. Mm-hmm. Dad was the movie watcher. I don't think mom has ever sat still to watch her favorite movie for a second time. Who does that? Who likes a movie and never watches it a second time or a third time? Her favorite movie is Beaches. Beaches. And she's only seen it like once or twice. It's like, I've seen it more than that and I think it's just okay. I thought it was some kind of horse movie. <laughs> Maybe it is now. Maybe it is uh, But Dad liked Overboard and I wonder if it was because he saw himself as like a... a a laborer who mm-hmm. makes makes good on something small, but still like a dream. I don't know. It's, it's interesting because, like, I think I like it, or was attached to it because I watched it with my mom whenever I was younger. Yeah, and also it's a Kurt Russell film, and we always Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell always gets extra credit in our family because of, yeah. I'm named after him, kind of, <laughs> kind of because he's a star yeah. that your family. Yeah. Likes a lot. Mom's followed him since, like, you know, uh, computer wore tennis shoes yeah. and strongest back man in the world Disney and days. stuff. Yeah, back during the Disney times. So it gives extra credit in my household. Like she also really likes Goldie Hawn, though, because she liked her in the 70s and 60s and stuff, right? Probably. I, um, I don't remember. I believe so. I'm sure you're right. Um, and. It's not that the movie is terrible. It's just it's it's fucking terrible. terrible. It's fucking terrible. And they should go back and apologize to everybody that's had to watch it. Be like, I'm sorry that we, we let toxic masculinity ruin this movie. It should have been done differently. Let's, okay. I feel, let's, I feel like no, I just no. want to make one feel. Stardust! Out. I'm getting mad again. Oh, I'm going to bite my nails off and I don't want to do that. Let's, let's talk about it. Okay, if okay. I won't say, I won't say, I won't say it's so bad. I feel as though la, 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 you do la, la, la. like the movie. <laughs> I feel like that, that one of the reasons you hate what it about so anything is because, I- is because you like the movie. Oh, okay. You think that there's some kind of inner conflict. Because no, no. My political well, maybe, yeah. beliefs and the way that I believe women and men should be treated equally towards each other. Don't lie to people. Treat your partner with, you know, respect. You think that has some bearing that I like some kind of guilty pleasure movie? No. Okay. I don't think it's a guilty pleasure. I think that that on some level, the movie is fun <laughs> to watch because there's some stuff happening in the movie. But it's all got this premise of, the, of this horrible thing that's happening at the exact same time. It doesn't so this that horrible premise. thing that's prevents you from enjoying anything no. that is fun with it. <laughs> I started watching it to, to make my notes, uh-huh. and I didn't. I mean, I, I yeah. didn't even get very far into it. And I was like, oh, 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 <laughs> words. I couldn't finish it. I couldn't finish it. I cannot watch that movie again. It's just terrible. Uh, I, I like how we had this. We started with it and had to come back to it. <laughs> no, it was late that was then. your fault. It was probably mine. Stardust. No, start, start Stardust. 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 Oh, such a good movie. Stardust is a good movie. It. it. <laughs> this is the same way she acts when I hold a kitty in her face. Like, oh, kitty. I feel like there's a lesson oh. about abstinence in that movie too. And it's like, oh, Kidding. this guy goes over the wall, has one night of passion, and fucking has a baby now, you know? His, his, uh... Or use a condom. 
Use a fucking condom. If, if you got when a you Babylon go... candle, you should have some type of contraception. <laughs> You're not wrong, you know? She should have been able to take care of that somehow. She should have had like some kind of like porcelain flower that she wore on her lapel that prevented you from getting pregnant. Snowdrop. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say that he could, but they don't have magic he on their side. He should have just pulled he, out. He probably... Oh. <laughs> Kicked it on home. <laughs> so, Ew. this has been episode seven of Drunk Board Married. Where we are angry. <laughs> angry. The angry episode. Um, I'll put that in the description. Angry episode. <laughs> no, I'm not angry. I'm totally sure, cool. angry. I'm totally cool, but you have to pee. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Thank you for listening to the Drunk Board Married. See you next time.